0: joking this time. If you touch this, it'll get on the mic Romans 1912. King James...
1: Good morning the Good morning on the three. One, Good morning. Let me, let me. Is it not? I usually don't talk before they read the verse, but um I was I can't remember where I heard it, I was listening to something and uh, this isn't one verse, this is two. But but what amazed me about it was it talks about how we're without excuse. And the gentleman was talking about atheists and people that do not believe in God. And um, and I understand that exists as they call it. But when you hear these verses, it kind of made me aware that what we're really doing when we get saved is getting over our own denial. Creation cries out, there's a God. And it's, he's real. And... Um, you know you you can't have what we have in the order we have it with our planets and and just how we exist on this world without it being planned and having a creator you can 't look at a clock and think it was just uh, accidentally happened it's got it 's got cogs and a power source and so anyway, I want you to listen real close to this because it just touched my heart and uh you know somebody can get over their their own denial or their disbelief and all they got to do is confess to, to Jesus to be their Savior but I want not here, here's the verses
0: Romans 119 and 20 King James version because that which may be known of God is manifest in them for God hath showed it unto them for invisible things of him for the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made even his eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse.
2: Welcome everybody this morning. We appreciate the great crowd we have. We just we got a wonderful crowd this morning. We're thankful people uh, make the effort to be here for Sunday school, and uh, it's, it's just it's a blessing to be here. And I'm uh, I'm so thankful for the teachers and uh, just the people that bring the children and just what we have here. Uh, it's just a blessing. Uh, there's there's churches out there that probably don't have as many people at their Sunday morning service, and uh, we're just we're truly blessed here, and I'm just very thankful this morning and uh, just praying that the Lord will be here in a mighty way this morning. We, uh, as always, uh, we just want to see some people get saved and uh, we got some burdens and uh, people that are coming and seeking and uh, we just pray that the Lord will be here and give them opportunity this morning. But I'm asked uh, Brother Lil Thomas dismiss his Sunday school. We appreciate being in God's house, and we're glad to have Terry and Linda back with us. And uh, we got a pretty good crowd this morning. Uh, it don't it don't worry me too bad if if the crowd gets down a little in this class, because I figure everybody here knows what what it's all about anyway. Uh, we just get refreshed and reminded that I'd like to see all of our kids classes plumb full and uh, uh, I know I learned I learned a lot of stuff in in Sunday school and uh, the, the young men uh, some of them get on the in- internet with Ronnie and they They have a discussion and Bible study, and uh, we used to do that uh, back in the dark ages. Uh, Me and Ronnie and Elmer and I don't know—I don't know who all was there, but there was quite a few of us. We had a Bible study about once a week, and, uh, was a big help to me, and, uh, and Sunday schools a help to me. I've, I've said, and, I, and I'm, I'm positive this, that doing this job helps me more than it does anybody else. Uh, we have to study and get in the book a little, and, and uh, and I was thinking this morning, there ain't too many lessons that we have that there ain't a little something in there that I don't understand. And sometimes God lets me have it, and sometimes He don't. But I, I was thinking, I told my wife this morning, I said, it'd be nice to be able to understand the whole book. But I said, if if a preacher or a teacher understood every bit of it, you couldn't shut them up. It, it, they just keep right on going if they is able. But the Proverbs said, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. But, now listen. The Bible said, Study, to shew thyself approved, a workman unto God that needeth not to be ashamed. So you got to rightly divide the thing. You've got to do your studying. Uh... God, God could give Terry a message that he hadn't never heard of and, and, and allow him to preach it, give it to him if he wanted to, and probably has sometimes, give him stuff that he didn't know. And, uh, uh, but God wants us to study, and then he wants us to lean not on our flimsy understanding because God's understanding is perfect. But anyway, our lesson this morning, and uh, Cooper preached on this just a while back, and uh and, and I, I enjoyed it when he preached on it, but I got trying to think how he preached it, and I couldn't remember. and uh, but that's that's I'm getting old, I guess, but anyway. We're in the first chapter of the book of Ephesians starting at the first verse. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. Every one of us are in the place we're in by the will of God if we're following Him. There's been times in my life that I wasn't in the place where God wanted me by the will of God but God God will make you regret those times and he he got to me at the time and uh, and now looking back I regret those times but I I can tell I can get up here and tell other people not to do that because I've been there and and, and I know how it operates I know God, God will get you and I don't mean he'll break your neck every time or, or lay you up in the hospital. Did you, ever, did you ever have somebody that you knew, maybe just an acquaintance, that you talk to sometimes, die and think, well, I never said nothing to them about going to church or the Lord or nothing. That'll get you because that's what we're here for now I granted i don't I don't want to I don't want to move at all wrong I hope you understand what I'm saying if god don't if God don't give it to you you can't do it but uh if God gives it to you then you ought to do it with everything you got just like Paul said, uh, he's an apostle by the will of God, to the saints which are at, at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. And Terry mentions pretty regular about these books in the Bible that God, they wrote them to these different churches, but they're to us too is why they're in the Bible. And, it, and Paul even said that here he said and to the faithful in Christ Jesus if you've been saved by the grace of God this was written to you and uh, so Paul was a great man of God and uh, we've we've got things easy to what those fellows had it every one, of, every one of the twelve apostles was put to death except John that's that's historical almost a lot of it but John John was the only one that died a natural death the rest of them was and, and Paul had his head cut off in Rome and uh, we've not had to face nothing like that if somebody says something bad about us it, it about kills us and uh, and I understand that I've been there but those guys suffered all those things. Christ first suffered that we could be saved. These men suffered that we could have the freedom we've got right now. And uh, so, anyway, grace be to you. And peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, and grace, grace and peace come through Jesus by Jesus. Oh, now, just a thought—I hadn't thought about this till just now. But I've heard—I've heard people say that that grace didn't start till Jesus came. Grace has been in the world since Adam was in the garden. Uh, it's by the unmerited favor of God that anybody got saved. I don't care what era of history they lived in. Uh, If they got saved by the grace of God, they got saved. If they got saved at all, they got saved by the grace of God through the blood of Jesus. And uh, uh, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. He's made us, and there's another scripture somewhere, and I didn't look it up, but he makes us sit together in heavenly places. And and he's he's done that uh, for us a whole lot of times. Uh, I've been saved since I was 15 years old and been in this church when my heart was right all the time and set into a lot of real heavenly places and it, it's my opinion and, and I'm, I'm prejudiced, I know that but it's my opinion that God blessed has blessed me to be a part of the greatest church that He ever set up and that's because that's because of some of the people that he put in this church even from the time I was just a little kid till now uh, when, I was, when I was a kid I looked up I looked up to all of them people in church and uh, and God's blessed us and I, I say this all the time, but God's blessed us to have some of the greatest preachers that ever lived. And we still do. And so God's blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. And God's got a reason. Paul Paul said he was a, uh, an apostle of Jesus by the will of God. And I, I said every one of us, is here by the will of God. We're in our place by the will of God. Uh, I live over on Main Street in Crittersville, and I believe I live there by the will of God. And I, I worked several different places in my life, and I believe I worked in every one of them by the will of God. I was there for a reason, and it wasn't just to get a paycheck. Although God was providing for me, he put me in those places that somebody could see Jesus in me. And if they didn't, I was the failure. But, but God, God's got a reason for every one of us being where we're at. And uh, somebody that we can help. Blessed be the God and Father. Uh, I, I, I like that uh, 103rd Psalm. Starts out, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all His benefits. Remember, remember where He brought you from, and what He gave you, and what He's still giving you. He showers blessings down on me every day. Uh, Me and my wife talk all the time about how good the Lord's been to us. And he has. He's blessed us beyond measure, and I'm not talking about a bank account. I'm talking about just being good to us. He's provided. I'm I'm 82 years old, and I've never I've never I've never probably never even been hungry in my life. Not enough to count as being hungry. And uh, I might not. There's been times maybe the bills got paid a little late or, or different things, but they always got paid. God's provided. And that's just natural things. But he's provided real good with those. But most of all, that day in 1956, when he preached the gospel to me, and, and God saved my soul, the greatest thing in this world. There's nothing no better and that and that's been down in here for 60 some years and it gets better all the time. One of these days it's it, that light shines brighter and brighter the bible said unto a perfect day one of these days we're going to my soul's in a perfect day right now. But one of these days I'll be in a perfect day both soul and body and uh, I heard a preacher talking this morning on TV about I hath not seen ear hath not heard neither entered the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him and I believe that's right here right here, this morning I believe God's got a service plan for us if we'll humble our heart and do our part he's got a service plan for us there'll be a hallelujah meeting and it's, here, it's not his will that any should perish but that all should come to repentance that's everybody God didn't predestine anybody to not be saved. He predestined, actually, if you get right down to it, He predestined everybody to be saved. He said it wasn't His will that any should perish. And He said, God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. God made the way For absolutely every soul that ever come into being. And uh, I'm getting ahead of myself, I think. So blessed be the God and Father. And in the 100th Psalm, he said, Enter into his courts with praise and into his... I can't quote it exactly right. With thanksgiving. So we enter in before God. It ought to be with a thankful heart. And we are if we've been saved by the grace of God, you've got something to praise God for. And uh, even if sometimes we go through hard times and, and life, life will throw a curveball at you. Things happen that we don't like or bother us. But we've got a God that can take care of anything and can help us through anything and I, I can look back at times in my life uh, somebody died close to you that you love real good and uh, there was a every time And and I've never had nobody die real close to me that wasn't saved that might be a different story I don't know that might be kind of hard. But if people go out of this life and they've been saved by the grace of God, there's a peace down in here that you can't tell people about. Uh, anybody got anything? So he's blessed us with all, all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according, now listen to this verse. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. He hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. And I've heard, I've heard different people say, and I've heard Terry say this, and I've probably said it too. Uh that when Jesus died on the cross he was he was thinking about me he went there for me absolutely that's a fact or if it hadn't been a fact, I couldn't have got saved back when I was fifteen years old but god God went fixed everything he had this fixed before the foundation of the world and i I thought of this. I believe God had I believe God chose everybody that's ever been born or ever will be to have salvation if they'd come to it. It's if if I got salvation, it's because Jesus went to the cross for me, but it's also because I come to him when he called. Same with you. But if, if people don't get salvation, God calls He chose he chose everybody before the foundation of the world to have salvation if they would come to it but it's their choice and uh, so we got to uh, we're chosen in him before the foundation of the world and uh, people uh, seem like this day and time especially want to limit God uh, his intelligence. they want to bring him down on our level. Like one of the main things I've heard uh, I've heard said that God uh, tried, the, uh, tried the law and he tried the prophets and they didn't work so he sent Jesus. God, the God that I serve never did try anything that didn't work. Everything he's ever done worked just exactly the way he wanted it. Now, the only, the only curveball you get in that is when he, if he gives me something to do and I don't do it, I kind of, I mess up something Somewhere. Maybe, maybe something he wants me to do would reach somebody, and if I don't do it, how are they going to get reached? How if a, if the preachers and got the gospel is the power of God through faith unto salvation to everyone that believes. And if if our preachers, any of them, I don't care which, who, if they had their life messed up to where they was not able to preach with power and still get up and try to go through the motions, and uh, I've heard people say they've done that before, but I, you know, I don't know that for a fact, but if, if they just get up and go through the motions, then they're not preaching the gospel. And, uh, We got, it's the same for every one of us. We got to keep our hands clean and then we can climb the mountain and we can do our job. So he's chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Now, my soul is holy and without blame. This thing you look at's at, got sin in it. The devil's going up and down in the earth. That's this carcass you're looking at, seeking whom he may devour. He gives us a hard time. We have a battle. We have a warfare every day. Joshua told the children of Israel to so choose you this day whom you'll serve, and we got we got that choice every minute or two. If God gives us something to do the devil's right there telling us giving us an excuse why we shouldn't do it or why somebody else ought to do it but if if god i i can understand checking to make sure make sure the Lord told you to do it because the devil the devil' will tell you to do stuff sometimes he could tell he could tell me I needed to be a preacher, and he tried. I probably told this, but I went down to uh, Springfield with Elbert Smith one time when he was pastor down down at that, that church down there. And uh, there was a there was a man there supposed to have been a preacher. I never did hear him. I, I don't know, but he lived next door to my dad when my dad was married to his first wife way back. And uh, so he he knew my dad so Elbert introduced him or introduced me to him. And somewhere along the conversation well, no, he didn't say it that day. The next time I went, another time we was going around the handshake. I shook hands with him. He said, "You preaching yet?" I said, "No." He said, "You will." Uh, he 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 didn't have the authority to tell me that. And uh, if God don't call you to preach, you ain't, you're not going to preach. You might get up and stammer around and and make a lot of noise, but you will not preach the gospel. And if God don't give you a testimony, it won't be right if you testify. Or same way as singing or whatever we do. And, and I'll tell you, how many times, every one of us experienced this. How many times have you ever got on your knees and tried to pray and it bounced off the ceiling? God didn't hear it. And I know that. If I try to pray and don't get a hold of God, I know it. And if I get a hold of God, I know that too. And uh, so, the only way we can pray is by the Holy Spirit. And uh, the Bible said that's with groanings that cannot be uttered. I've done that. I couldn't tell you the times. Get on my knees and couldn't say a word. Just cry. And God, but God knows what I needed. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to Himself, according to the good pleasure of His will. In uh, Webster's Dictionary, uh, one of the one of the Meanings of adoption is acceptance or embrace as one's own and, and God from the beginning and that's what I was talking about uh, choosing us in him before the foundation of the world he embraced he's embraced and chose every one of us But then when it comes down, when it comes down to our turn, then it's up to us to choose Him. And uh, we, were, we were everyone one chosen in him before the foundation of the world, but God let me know about that on that Sunday morning in 1956. The preacher preached, "Thou art the Christ, the Son of the Living God, and that was real. And it still is the most real, actually the most real thing in my life. And I, I said God's blessed us real good, and I've got no complaints. I got a lot of complaints against me, but I, I ain't got none against God. And uh, and con- hopefully He'll continue to bless me for another. 80 years but I doubt it well he will but that's anybody got anything he predestinated us unto the adoption of children so he chose us as his own everyone he, he reached out to them and, and the Bible if you read in one place where it, it gives the genealogies and it goes all the way back to Adam, and it says Adam, which was the son of God. And uh, so, in the far as creation's concerned, we're one the children of God. But He wants to He wants us to be saved by His grace through the blood of Jesus. Everyone, and He's He He not cut anybody out. He didn't choose just a few to get saved and say the rest of them fend for themselves. God, God chose everyone that's ever lived before the foundation of the world to be saved by the grace of God. And it's up to them whether they accept that or not. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to Himself according to the good pleasure of His will. And it's the will of God that everybody be saved, not His will that any should perish. So uh, I believe I believe it helps. If if I thought ta- I said a while ago, I believe God wanted us to have a hallelujah meeting. I believe He does every time we come together. If our hearts are where they ought to be, and we we get our hearts humble before God, I believe He, he, he wrote in Malachi. He was talking about tithes and offerings. But He wasn't just talking about money. What? The Bible said... When you, when you go to the altar, not I may not be quoting this exactly right, to offer thy gift to the Lord. Uh, and remember that your brother has an ought against you. Go be reconciled. So we there's some things that we owe that we need to keep out of the way. The Bible told us to lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us and run with patience our aces set before us and not so we need to keep ourselves unspotted from the world where we can do our job to the praise of the glory of his grace wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved he has made us accepted in Jesus do you remember the day you got saved? I, that's been sixties sixty-six years ago or something somewhere in there. And that's the brightest day in my life. I remember that just like it was yesterday. And uh I left the church house that day, and and I've heard other people say this very same thing. But the world looked a whole lot brighter. The trees and the sunshine and everything was brighter. And I couldn't wait till church time that night to get back to church. And uh, I had never been like that before. Usually, I didn't even like coming to church. I was just coming then because Edna Mason invited me to come to Sunday school. And uh, I wouldn't have been here then, probably. That's why it's so important. If, if you feel like inviting somebody to church or Sunday school to do it, you never know. To the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He hath made us accepted in the blood, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of His grace. If I could explain that whole verse, there's more in that. Uh, we have redemption through His blood. The blood of Christ cleanseth from all sin. But we have to trust in it. We when I got saved, I had to come to Jesus. And I come I come trusting that he was going to save me. And he did. But there's been hundreds of times, maybe thousands, since I was saved, that I've had to come to him and say, Lord, I'm wrong again. And I had to trust him. He, the Bible said he was faithful and just to forgive us our sins, but we have to go to him with our whole heart. He don't accept a half-hearted thing. I've told this before, but I, I've, I've went to Jesus before, or tried to, out of here, saying, I'm wrong, Lord, forgive me. It wasn't coming from here. And it didn't work. You got to humble your heart, and it has to come right out of here. But we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sin, according to His unmerited favor, His grace. We didn't, we didn't earn it. We didn't deserve it. Only God's love could give us that grace and I and I I don't understand I told my wife before we'd be talking said I don't understand how anybody could love me let alone God but he did and he still does he lets me know that every once in a while and Wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence. And he's abounded. i tell you what, when your heart's right, when you're walking right, he's abounded to us every way possible. He'll he'll fill your cup up and run it over. Uh, I don't know, I guess everybody else has experienced these, but i I remember one day, I was I was working. I was a welder down at Crown, and I was I was working welding, had my helmet down, and I was I don't I I wasn't singing it out loud. I think I was humming uh, the song they sang in the choir once in a while, uh, and I can't think about going to heaven anyway and uh and God filled my cup up and run it over and I kept my helmet down for a while cuz I had tears running down my face. I didn't want them other guys to see me. And uh but God I couldn't I could number well I don't know if I could count them. Go back through my life and there's hundreds of times like that that God just come along and uh Albert Smith said He never had had God sneak up on him and bless him. He was always doing something for the Lord, uh, singing a song or praying or whatever, and God bless him. And uh, I've had hundreds of times like that, and uh, God's been good to me. That's we we started out talking about how good God's been to us, and that's just one of the ways. And how can we, how can we count the ways? They, they're innumerable.
0: And I know you know me. And he said, I just needed somebody to talk to and I asked him for a blessing. And he said, you said, God bless you.
2: Uh-huh. And I I and him
0: just stood there in Walmart and just had a really a good worship time together. And uh, I said, Well I, I'm thankful that I've got to, to worship with you today. And that's what I told him. He said,
2: He, and actually, he—he he don't never leave us. The Bible said he'd never leave you or forsake you. If he's any leaving done, it's me. Uh, I get—I get where I can't get in touch with him sometimes. But if I—if I keep my hands clean, I, I can climb the hill. If I don't keep my hands clean, I can't. that's a lot of those blessings we get. They're unmerited. We didn't earn them. I could I've had God fill my cup up and run it over, and I couldn't have earned that if I'd had all the money in the world. It's, it's like a song they sang. I feel like my pockets are full of diamonds and gold. The diamonds and gold don't compare to that. God's, God's blessings are worth more than any, any treasures this earth got. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself, made known to us his will. And that's what he done... That Sunday morning in 1956, when the gospel come to me, it made known to me His will. It was His will that I get saved. He was offering me the greatest gift that's ever been. And I've told, I've told my experience so many times, everybody here probably got it by heart. But I just about stood there and, and, and didn't move. I I was 15 years old, and I had a lot of pride. I didn't want nobody to see me cry. And I was trying as hard as I could to look a preacher right in the eye and and keep my face straight. And I probably would have done that if Edna Mason hadn't come to me and stuck out her hand and said, You need to pray. And I come out of there, and it's the greatest move I ever made in my life. And I've had, I've had other things from time to time ever since I was a kid that's disappeared one way or another. Uh, things don't last in this life. But when I got down in my. I thought about this. Uh, the song they sang in the choir, I remember the time. Every time they sing that song I remember the day that I got saved and and Terry tells his experience and a lot of other people But got saved in the little block building over on Albert Street and uh, that building's been gone a long time I can take you where, where it stood pretty close but the building ain't there no more but what God done down in my soul is eternal. That's, that's been there for 60 some years and it'll be there when I go to heaven and it'll let be there forever. So the, the works that are done, everything we're looking at here is temporal. It'll pass away. Even us. If time stands, every one of us is going to die. But what God does down in our soul And in our church service, maybe I'm praying and hoping this morning there'll be some eternal work done.